Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. We were gone for quite a while. But no matter what happens next, the galaxy still needs its guardians. A few years ago, I made the bold claim that the best producer in Hollywood was Marvel Comics' Kevin Feige. All those early pictures, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, culminating in the all-star Avengers, not only had size and scope, but good characters, good scripts, and an admirably light touch. There's been speculation that I'm parading around as a superhero. I'm just not the, the hero type. Clearly. Above all, they had that Hollywood staple over the decades, heart. Now, there's a fine line between sentiment and cheese, just as there's one between thrilling action and unpleasant violence. And for ten years, Kevin Feige trod them both like an ace tightrope walker. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. But since then, the Marvel movies have started to stall. There are too damn many of them, for one thing, and too many plot points over too many years we're all expected to keep up with. Feige, the movie wizard, has turned into Feige, the comic book geek. The one Marvel director who seems to remember what makes an action-adventure movie work is the Guardians of the Galaxy auteur James Gunn, and he's proved it a few times now. Hello! We come in peace. <laughs> come on, Drax. Seriously, dude? No, dude, no, no! Ow! <laughs> Ten years ago, the first Guardians film arrived pretty much unheralded. It featured characters no one had heard of. They included a neurotic raccoon, an ambulatory tree, an enormous chap who may be the stupidest character in movies, and two homicidal sisters. One green, one blue. Whoever it was that you were in love with, it sounds more like her. Her? Do not bring me into this. (gasps) Knock it off! What? The cast members weren't much more of a safe bet. The biggest names, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, were either covered in makeup or merely voices attached to digital effects. They were led by a podgy comedian called Chris Pratt, who spent time in the gym and came out as legendary hero Star Lord. Except no one calls him that. They just call him Peter Quill. If that. And maybe. Maybe if you, if you open yourself up to it, there's a possibility. I don't think so, Quinn. Quill. Quill. No one expected anything of Guardians of the Galaxy until it hit big, thanks to a terrific script by James Gunn, beautifully directed, again, by James Gunn. Well, he did it again, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then suddenly fell foul of the 2020s. You never noticed how black your eyes were. They were replaced by my father as a method of torture. He, 
he picked a pretty set. Some tasteless old tweets from his feckless youth came out to bite him, and suddenly Gunn found himself cancelled. But of course, nobody's so cancelled in Hollywood that they can't come back if there's a buck in it. Marvel's rivals DC Comics snapped him up to make a sequel to the fairly ho-hum Suicide Squad. And Gunn defied all expectations again by making the follow-up several times better than the original. I want you all to know that I'm grateful to fight beside my friends. Incinerate them. Now no longer cancelled, James Gunn was rehired by Marvel to make the third and final Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right, you heard right. Number three is that almost unheard of phenomenon, a final episode of a successful franchise. And it's proved a winner across the board. We were always searching for a family until we found each other. Ready for one last ride? It's funny, it's sweet, it breaks the rules properly, that is, without breaking the movie. It's particularly deft balancing the supposed central love story between Peter and Gamora, Zoe Saldana. I'm Star-Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl, fell in love. That girl died. But then she came back. Gamora, you may or may not remember, was caught up in conflicting timelines to return from the dead in a previous episode, which means she now has no idea who the previous love of her life is. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. He left out some important information, but that is the gist of it. Meanwhile, more plots are lining up in parallel timelines. Here comes supervillain the High Evolutionary. As played by Chuck Wadi Iwuji, he's proof that, once again, the secret of villainy is to put in a few years at the Royal Shakespeare Company. My sacred mission is to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are. Another plotline involves past villainy from the high evolutionary. It seems he was the evil genius who created Rocket, a bitter, twisted raccoon with more baggage than the Orient Express. According to Gunn, it was only the prospect of finally telling Rocket's story that persuaded him to return to the Guardians one last time. And me and my friends are going to go flying together into the forever and beautiful sky. Lila and Teeth's and Floor, and me. Rocket. Now you can see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has just as much plot as the most cluttered of recent Marvel fare. But unlike them, somehow you never feel crowded out by too much exposition or endless action sequences. And we'll kill anyone who gets in our way. No, not kill anyone. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. One of the reasons is that the characters of the various Guardians are also clearly drawn and therefore work so well together. Peter Quill is nominally the heroic lead, a sort of goofy hand solo, but the others are just as strong. Drax, stay here with Rocket. Watch him. That's who they're coming for. I want to come. No. Mantis, watch Drax. Groot, 
You know what to do with these. Mantis, Nebula, Drax and especially Rocket all get good emotional beats in this episode. But the through line of the trilogy is marked by Groot of all people. Or of all things, or trees, or whatever. From looming bodyguard in the first film to mischievous twig in the second and glowering teenager in the Avengers movies, he's now finally growing up in Guardians 3 and all with just one line, I am Groot. I am Groot? You're all just making up stuff that he's saying, right? No. Analogy. Is it? Metaphor. There's a great gag shared by musicians when confronted by someone effortlessly talented. Ain't it easy when you know how? James Gunn has left Marvel with one last great movie and has now taken over DC's notoriously accident-prone movie department. Can he succeed where so many have failed? Well, I wouldn't bet against him, though I'd love to see him try his hand at a real movie sometime. We'll all fly away together. Into the forever... And beautiful sky. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.